following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, December 30th, 2020, season 16, episode number 89. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, presented by GEICO. We are live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got Nick and Dave here with me. Amber's out today, but... We got Bucky Brooks joining us for the entire show from NFL uh, NFL Network. We appreciate you joining us, Bucky. Good to have all you guys on the air uh, and have you guys here in studio. It's good when we can actually see each other and be able to talk face-to-face. We're going to start off the show today talking a little bit of catching up on some injuries. Uh, I had a topic I wanted to hit with you guys about Mike McCarthy's press conference. It was an interesting question that came up there that I want to throw out to you guys. Uh, we'll have Bucky's segment where he will uh, break down the New York Giants offense for us versus the Cowboys defense, and then we'll have some other questions about this Cowboys defense. Let's start first with injury updates. Dave, give me a rundown. We've got Zach Martin, we've got Leighton Vander Esch, Xavier Woods, uh, and Zeke Elliott. They're all injured players. Tell me where we are as far as status on them. Zach Martin's practice window has been opened, but he is not going to practice today. Uh, so do with that what you will. The owner yesterday said he doesn't think it's likely that he plays on Sunday. And if Jerry doesn't feel good about something on the injury front, that's usually not a good sign. But if 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 his practice window is open, that does mean, you know, if the Cowboys find their way into the playoffs... Um, Zach might be available, maybe, you know, for a wild card game or something like that. I'm going to pause you right there because I wanted to ask you guys, with a guy like him that's so that's such a great player uh, in a game that you would think is so important, is this a situation where you would opt to play him even if he wasn't 100%? Or do you think, based upon where they are in the season, you don't take any chances unless you think he's 100% or at least close to 100%? You sit him. I'm gonna start with you, Nick. No, I'm not playing him. And I only say this because of because I I can attest to this one. I really can. I, I, well, you know, you, I'm yeah, serious. You can definitely, like, yeah. like playing with a calf and then being stupid and still doing stuff on it and not giving it proper rest. And now you're dealing with it a year and a half later. I don't want him to deal with anything later. So if this means if he's rushing back a calf injury, not only could you linger some things there, but it could maybe lead to like Kevin Durant, right? I mean, he, yeah. people think he had like a torn Achilles because of that. I'm not rushing him back for this game. If he's not 100%, uh, no. If it's if it's the NFC Championship game or something bigger than that. We'll give it a few weeks. We'll talk about it later. Then. Well, yeah, but I mean, he should be back by then. But I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, not not for this game. If you can't beat the Giants without Zach Martin, then you know you're probably not going to do anything anyways. Yeah. We also know Zach Martin is much like Tyron Smith. Like he's a bamf. Like he's a tough, tough guy. Like I remember. <laughs> I, <laughs> How you spell that? Took me a second. B a m f. Yeah, you can Google that if you're not on my if you're not on my wavelength. Um, bamf. Love it. But I, I mean, I remember a few years ago, like. You know, he he got tangled up at training camp, and like they had to bring the cart out, and it was one of those like, oh my God, they're going to lose Zach for the season, and like he was at practice the next day. Yeah. So if he can't go, 
that it's not like well he's at he's at ninety percent. No, it means he can't go because he'll gut through some stuff, you know. Uh, so no, I mean if if it's a thing where they don't think he can play, that means it's serious and he should sit. And if it if it gets to the playoffs and he feels a little bit better, I probably change my attitude, but what, not for this. What are your thoughts on that, Bucky? Well, I think they've been playing so well as a unit. I don't think you need to bring Zach Martin back unless he's one hundred percent healthy. This. You know, Quintet has played pretty well. They've done a good job of moving people off the ball, protecting the quarterback. And so only in an emergency would I bring him back. Now, the playoffs, it's a different story. Because if he's healthy and able to go, then obviously you want the more talented player on the front line. But because they played so well the last four or five weeks, I wouldn't change the chemistry and the continuity unless I know that Zach is going to be able to finish the game and finish the game playing really well. All right, Bucky, I'm going to ask you this. Let's say that Zach is 100%. Is this the question we had yesterday? He is going to (laughs) play. Where do you play him? And like, who is that? You said the offensive lines figured it out, which is which is awesome. But who who would you play him for? Did you go back to his regular position and take McGovern out, or do you put him at tackle? Who 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 is knocked out in that scenario? <clears throat> My preference, I would prefer to put him back at right tackle if I could. I worry about. I think the weakest link on the offensive line is Terrence Steele, and so when we think about the teams that you would play, not only this game but going forward. Typically, they have a pass rusher on that side that I want to deal with. I'm more confident in Zach Martin being able to seal the edges than Terrence Skill. All right. Let's, uh, let's go on with the rest of these guys that we got on the injury report. You got Leighton Vanderish, Xavier Woods, and Zeke Elliott. What do we know about them, Dave? Leighton is not practicing today. Xavier Woods will be limited, which is a good sign. Zeke also limited. Kind of, you know, seems like they have Zeke on a maintenance plan. Probably for however long they're gonna keep playing. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, I feel optimistic he can play, but they'll probably be careful with him in practice. Also a Banff. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. I want to talk about Mike McCarthy's press conference this morning. There was a question that was asked to him, and I really don't want to focus too much on his answer because his answer was kind of it, it just a, it didn't really answer the question in my opinion. Mm. But I would like to pose the McCarthy. question to you guys. Yeah, yeah. I would like to pose the question to you guys. Um, one of the media people asked him, and I don't know who it was, but they asked, uh, what is the identity of this team? Um, and so I'm going to ask you guys, we're going to go around the room, <laughs> what do you think is the identity of the team? And and by the way, you can also throw in, does it really matter? Because we've had this conversation before on this show about identities and does an identity really matter? Do, do you have to have an identity in order to be successful? Can you have lots of identities and be successful in the NFL? But I, I want to get your opinions on what you think the identity of this team is. Let's start with you, Nick. Well... Uh, I'm just laughing because I I know exactly who asked and I know exactly why because it it, it stemmed from the Jalen Smith question or answer from the other day when he said that and he had a big detailed answer. Um, I don't really know what the identity of a team is and I don't think, honestly, I don't think that the Cowboys have really had a real identity other than those couple years where they were running the ball real well. But... When you're eight and eight, I mean, what is your identity? When you're seven and nine, nine and seven, I mean, it's that that you're an inconsistent team. You don't do something so well that you can overcome it every week. So you're just inconsistent. If that's the identity, then that's what it is. But I, I don't really think there is one other than the fact that I don't know what the hell this team's going to do each week. That's yeah. what it is. So I don't have. 
No, I, I don't have an answer either. I don't blame McCarthy for not having a good answer because I don't have one. And I, I mean, you know, you, you can point across the board, offense and defense, I don't think they have one. I mean, we've made jokes all season. Like, you know, you think about I go to Brian Flores in Miami. Like he comes from the New England school. He's like, we're gonna have two great man corners. We're gonna pressure the quarterback. Blah blah blah. Or you know, Chris Richard. Everybody that's tied to Pete Carroll's tree. Like we're gonna play cover three. We're gonna rally and tackle. Rod Marin. You know, I don't know what Mike Nolan. Like what's Mike Nolan hang his hat on? What does he do? You well, know? What, were they trying to do that defensively and it just didn't work because I they didn't have know. time to implement it? Didn't have the players. But that will that would. But even like even before we knew how bad the defense was gonna be, it was kind of like, well, what's the front? Like how many how many down linemen? Like what's Demarcus Lawrence gonna do? What's the what's that look like? And like. We never got great answers even before the season started, um, and then I think you can even you can pull back and really take a macro look. And I honestly I think it's kind of troubling because this team probably needs to figure out what its identity is. Like you think about the Dak Pre- uh, Prescott situation, like you gonna pay him? Like do do you think that Dak Prescott is the key to your success or? Or is Zeke Elliott the quote-unquote straw that stirs the drink? That's a mm-hmm. quote from ownership, by the way. Uh, you're paying him $15 million a year. Like, are, are, are you like, we got we to gotta get back to smash mouth, ground and pound, Zeke is the key to our success? Or is it like, a, you know, Seattle went through this recently, let Russ cook. Like, that took over the league in the early part of the season. Are you going to channel this team through Dak Prescott? What about the defense? You. You're, other than Demarcus Lawrence, behind him, like the most expensive parts of your defense are probably two linebackers, Jalen, who you paid, and Leighton, who's a first-round pick. That says something to me. Like, we're going to be physical. We're going to stop the run. Our linebackers are going to fly all over the field. That really hasn't been happening. So your resources are invested in guys that aren't probably doing what you would prefer. So, like, that is that is all stuff that I think they need to figure out because – I don't think they know what their identity is, and they have a lot of resources invested in different guys where there's confusion about what what this team's key to success is. I feel like I'm rambling. But no, no, it's good. It's good. I think. I mean, I think that is a, a big thing to figure out in 2021. Is like, what do you what do you want this team to be, and who are the guys that are going to get you there? Like, is it Dak? Is it Zeke in the O line, etc.? Bucky. You know, it's funny that um, in listening to you guys talk about it, there doesn't seem to be a clear vision for who this team is and what they're about. And I would say that's a major problem because when we talk about some teams, you can close your eyes and know exactly what their team is like when they come into the building. You talk about Pittsburgh, you know they're going to be a hard-nosed physical football team that's going to get after you. You talk about Baltimore, they're going to be a ground-and-pound offense and a physical, aggressive defense. Even in thinking about Seattle, They are having the toughest time with letting Russ cook because Pete Carroll's identity is we want to run the football and play great defense. When I think about the Cowboys, I don't know. And to me, that's a problem because great teams, great franchises from the top down, ownership all the way down, you know exactly what the brand is. And in my mind, in the past when the Cowboys have won successfully, it was about the ground and pound with Zeke the offensive line, the defense running and playing hard and doing those things. Right now they're in transition, and I don't know if Mike McCarthy really knows what exactly he wants, and he needs to figure that out because it's hard to get players to buy into a vision that is not clearly articulated on a daily basis. And I think that has been part of the up-and-down nature of the team because they don't know 
what they're about. And I think that needs to be cleared up. And Jalen Smith's answer was really a long, verbose mm. answer that really said nothing to me when I when I looked at it. <laughs> you know, and that's that's where that question came from today because Jalen said it the other day when I asked him just about about you know the win and all that and he said we have found our identity we got to keep focusing on that then i asked him okay what is the team's identity he said the identity is an electric ass offense an offense that when they're rolling no one can stop them we got three to four to five guys you can throw the ball around multiple guys so he kind of rambles there then on he says on defense it's about toughness it's about Stopping the run. Um, it's about getting <laughs> off the field on third down. We got guys that know how to rush the passer. We've got to give them opportunity. And that's up to me and the rest of the linebackers. We got to continue to fight, man. The secondary's doing a hell of a job. They got a rhythm. They got a clear understanding. We just got to stay patient. There's one game left, so I don't know about that. But we've got to keep working on ourselves individually and as a team. Very thankful for our fan base for continuing to ride with us. Man, this guy. His well, a, his attitude is just amazing. What he, he gave loves you, the fans, and they they, they <laughs> right. don't always love him. What he gave you right there all. was was their mission statement. Like that's mission aspirational. Statement. That's what they want to be. Yeah, I don't know that they are that, but yeah. that's what they want to be. And, and to be honest with you, I think in all fairness, that's like to, sitting on the locker right, room that's, wall. That's like, like your a, mission <laughs> statement. This is what we want to be. Right, like, but but that's just not what they've been so far. And I will say this: I I give a little bit of deference to McCarthy and the coaching staff because. I do think they went into this year with an idea of what they thought their identity would be. I thought I think they probably thought this offense was going to be a very dynamic offense that was going to put up a ton of points. I think defensively they wanted to be a multi-front defense that could morph based upon their opponent. And I think what they found out this year is on defense, either they don't have the right components or they didn't have the right amount of time in order to implement that and make themselves become that. Um, and I think on offense, they lost a quarterback. And so Which, yeah. they didn't get a chance to really realize what they expected their identity to be on either offense or defense. I mean, at the end of the day, isn't an identity is just the thing that you feel really confident you can do no matter what, right? right. And they, they lost the pieces that let them do that on offense. And we probably need a whole show to get into why the defense didn't achieve that either. But they, they don't have that right now. Like, neither side of the ball has a thing where it's yeah. like, no matter what, the, the, we can do this. Yeah. They don't have that. Sorry, Buck. I, I, I do think, I think, look, it, it's a, it has to be very clear and concise who you are. Like, it, it can't be that mission statement that Derek is alluding to that you guys are saying. It can't be a 70-word quote that Jalen throws out. It has to be very clear because even with or without Dak, if you're a tough, hard-nosed, physical football team, that has nothing to do with your personnel. That has everything to do with the mentality that everybody on the team has to have. And so if you talk about our guys are tough, hard-nosed, and competitive, then you should be able to see that regardless of how you have to play. You can be a tough team and still have to throw it around the yard because your players exhibit that. And so I think this is one where Jerry Jones, the personnel staff, the coaching staff, everybody has to get in the room and say, this is who we are. And the people that we bring into the organization, they need to have these traits. And then we'll figure out how we play. But this is who this team is. Yeah. You know, it actually reminds me of Bill Parcells when he was here. I remember him talking a lot about the fact that he wanted tough and smart players. And he was like, it was, it was very important to him to have smart players. And I've heard the same thing about New England. Like, they're very, they put a premium on smart players. 
because what they ask them to do requires guys that aren't just like not we're not just going to tell you to line up and run to the ball like they're going to be you're going to have to be smart and you're going to have to be able to adapt and so being having smart players is very important that that gets back to like do you know what your identity is do you know what kinds of players you typically bring in that help make your your program work and and I, I would assume I would assume knowing Will McClay I would assume he has that and he understands like what they're looking for and what they're trying to create I just don't know if it's translating on the field. That may be the the biggest problem here. Yeah, that's why you don't change coaches every two or three years. You know, people sure. people you have to build some uh, relationship between the coaching staff and the scouts. You know, I mean, because Will McClay can have what he wants the, this team to have, but if the coaches aren't going to coach him on there, you know, I thought mm-hmm. when, when I think about that, I think about Rod Marinelli and Anthony Hitchens mm-hmm. because I remember Anthony Hitchens was considered a reach pick, fourth round. But that's exactly the guy that, that Marinelli wanted, a thumper, a guy that was a smart player, and he was agile, and, and, but he could, he could go and hit. Tough, Big Ten linebacker. That's what he wanted. And, and the other, you know, I just remember some of the media was like, you could have got him in the sixth round. Well, I don't want him in the sixth round. I'm picking him right now. And he was a really good player. Yeah. And so I just think that's an example of you know who, what your coaching staff wants, and that's why you need to, they, build, they need to build chemistry. That's why going to the Senior Bowl matters. That's why going to the Combine, these coaches and, and, and scouts need to kind of get together and really feel what each other are, is going to want when they go and they try to pick. Yeah, when you mentioned continuity, the, to me, hey, the, go ahead, yeah, Buck. Hey, hey, go, Nick, go ahead, Buck. Nick, you say something, you said something that really makes a lot of sense, and without being there, I can't really tell. Is Mike McCarthy able to clearly articulate exactly what he wants from the players on his team? And can he tell Will McClay, here's the kind of guys that I want on my team? Derek, when you talk about Bill Parcells being able to say, I want smart, tough, physical football players. Well, when you are able to define it like that, as a scout, I can go and get Mm -hmm. you those guys. But if the head coach is wavering in terms of what I want, it makes it very, very difficult to build a team that has a brand and an identity. Yep. And so some of this will be Mike McCarthy has to stand up to everybody and say, here's what I want. This is the kind of guy I need. This is the team that we're going to be. And then Jerry Jones and everybody else has to say, okay, we're on board. This is the kind of organization and team that we're going to have. That's a very good point because it, remind, it reminds me of what I've heard scouts say about Jason Garrett. He never made up his mind. Like, that happened a lot. Yeah, he would be like, oh, "I want this guy. I want this guy." I mean, there's there's a funny story about you know taking a running back one time when he was just like they wanted Demarco Murray. They're gonna take Demarco Murray 100% Murray. He's the guy. And all of a sudden, they gets the pick comes up, and then Jason starts wavering a little bit about Stephen Ridley from LSU. Like, yeah. do we take him? Do we not? And all of a sudden, and it's like. You know, they, they were pissing off everybody. It's like, this is the We've guy. Already you know, we already this, talked yeah. about this. And I think that happened a lot. So I think what you're saying, Bucky, is, is important. It, it, that's the, the coaches really need to figure that out with their scouts. And, you know, they haven't had a lot of time with that either. Scouts aren't even in the building yeah. uh, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, it goes back to what you said, Nick, about continuity. Like, I, I think if you look at the team in the NFL that represents this best, that you would think anybody that watches the NFL, you ask them this team, and they'll tell you exactly what the team's identity is. It's the Pittsburgh 
Pittsburgh Steelers. And I don't think that's a coincidence that they've had the fewest number of coaches in the history of the NFL. Like, they don't change coaches very often. And when they do, they still keep their identity for some reason. Like, that defense for a long time had this one defensive coordinator who was really great, yeah. and they did a certain thing. And when he left, that defense kept doing the same thing and doing it exactly at the same level of, of confidence. Yeah. Like, they just know who they are, and they continue being who they are over decades. I think the job interview for the Steelers head coach is like behind a parking lot in a fight. And if you win, <laughs> if you win the fight, then you're the coach. Right. I think Bill Cowher could, could It's could a cage fight. match? Yeah. Like everybody you gets gotta, in the cage? you got to win. I don't know about Chuck Noll, but I bet he could whip some ass back, back in the in day. Young I days, guarantee I you so. Mike Tomlin can. Tomlin right, no can. doubt about it. And, and I mean, I just don't want Bill Cowher just look. I mean, he just was like, rush the quarterback. And every time I just think of that NFL films, he's like, rush the So you just have – you're right. They, they have a – They've done it the well, right way, yeah. Do you think the city of Pittsburgh would want them either way if you, if you weren't that way? No, yeah, it, it, and it fits, again, it also fits the city. Like, everything about that that's why the just rob- works. That's it why works. the rivalry in the 70s was so great. Because all over the world, not just Dallas and Pittsburgh, these two are the two great teams in the 70s. Pick your team, wherever you are. You're living yeah. in Carolina. There's no team at the time. Yes. Pick a team. You know, do you want to be this type of team, or do you want the glitzy Dallas right. Cowboys? And it all yeah. it, it was all perfect. <laughs> yeah. It was all perfect. All right, we're going to take our first break. And, go ahead. And, go ahead and so, no, I was going to say that. And so there is something to that, right? The Cowboys, in my mind, it's about the glitz and glam, the smart and the sophistication. So in my mind, the brand is that. It's smart, it's glitzy, it's sophisticated. And if you're not that, you can't understand it. And so it's how can I take that and articulate it in football terms? So that would be multiplicity. It would be smart players that can do a lot. Just think about those Tom Landry teams. It should never change. That's how the Cowboys should be in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, as we sit in our glitzy hundred million dollar building yeah the star like exactly. that's just what it is that's the brand and but I but my question I think that the bigger part to that is is that what the football team is because in the 90s they got away with doing that they kick your butt on the field but then they come off the field put on their minks like it was it was they had the whole thing working and and I don't know that it I don't know that they're doing that now like they got some guys that love to wear the minks now I don't know if they're kicking your butt on the field that's the problem all right we're gonna take our first break when we come back we're gonna have Bucky talk a little bit about this uh, New York Giants offense versus the Cowboys defense we'll do that when we come back this is DallasCowboys.com radio there's nothing as unique as our eyes which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Want to show your Texas and team pride, too? You can. By purchasing your own Stetson, you can look just like how the flag guys do on field at every home game. Stetson hats, the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys and your favorite football team. Get yours today at shop.dallascowboys.com or at stetson.com. I'm Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards, and that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. 
So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to the break. Are you craving the AT&T Stadium's famous Cowboys cheesesteak, nachos, or Cowboy Rita? Yep, yep. You are? Okay. Well, when you're watching the Cowboys at home this Sunday, bring your favorite stadium food to you. Mm. Place your order online for pickup at AT AT&T Stadium every week this season. Check out out the menu at attstadium.com slash at home. Okay, Dave, i got a question for you. Okay. Uh, This will be the final week that we will be doing the game we will be watching the game from here at the star this year on road games we're yes. at the star we're not at the uh, we don't travel the games nick's the only one blessed enough to be able to do that mm. that being said <laughs> i don't know i don't know if it's a blessing well, i'm just year. saying like, like, that being said just, it first world problems it is what that point. being Good said point. we always get food yes. we bring food to the star for everyone to eat should we this week use food from the stadium bring it out to the star and make that our food Yes. Okay, good. Perfect. What That's what we're doing. What a wonderful idea. Awesome. Rocks, get on that. Can we get the Cowboy Rita delivered? Or do we have, like... Eh. You know, it's the final game. It's the final game. Let's go. Let's, let's party. Yes, Why let's don't y'all go. go to the stadium and watch it on the big board the way the no. radio team does? That's no. actually... That's, Derek, it's a long drive. I'm gonna say, it's not a long drive for me. It's a long drive. You, you talk about long drive, but <laughs> you, you want your food coming from there. They'll bring here. it. They'll be fine. Yeah. No, it's All an right. hour drive. I don't want to do an hour drive. It's, We're good. It's but you want your nachos minutes. going an hour. Yeah. We'll make it work. Okay, okay. We'll make it work. Sounds good. I think that's a good idea. We got Bucky Brooks joining us. He is from NFL Network, and uh, this segment is presented by Texaco with Techron. Bucky, let's start first where we normally start. What is the greatest strength and weakness of this New York offense? And particularly, hone in on things that may have changed since the last time the Cowboys played them. Uh, I would say the biggest thing that has changed has been the emergence of Wayne Gallman. Wayne Gallman has kind of given them an explosive run in the backfield. He has been uh, creative and dynamic at certain points. He has shown some toughness when they've given him an opportunity to grind it out. And so that has been the biggest thing. Now, of late, they haven't been able to score many points. They're still kind of struggling a little bit when it comes to the passing game. Daniel Jones is up and down. Um, Some of it has been due to injury. Some of it is just part of his maturation as a quarterback. And then they've had to deal with injuries. So you've seen Colt McCoy in the lineup. You've seen Daniel Jones in the lineup. And so they just haven't had the consistency and continuity at quarterback. And that has impacted the way that they're able to move the ball. But they still have some good players. Darius Slayton is still someone that you have to pay attention to. But really, it's about Wayne Gallman. It's about Darius Slayton. And then contributions from other guys. But it's a very inconsistent offense. Bucky, uh, I you know, they, the Cowboys actually, ironically, did a pretty good job with Jalen Hurts' running ability. But I think we would all agree that a running quarterback could be problematic for this team. We saw Lamar Jackson give them fits. Uh, Daniel Jones, his injuries have all been leg-related. I think he has an ankle and a hamstring. And I'm just curious, 
does will does he have his mobility? Like, can, I mean, you know, he's deceptively athletic. He had that 80-yard run against Philly earlier in the season. Um, I mean, it, does he have that part of his game at this point with the injuries that he's been dealing with? I mean, he still can move around, but he's limited, right? He had the hamstring, then he's had some lower leg injuries that have prevented him from being as dynamic as he was earlier in the season. But he's still someone that you have to pay attention to. He still has the ability on occasion to pull the ball on his own read, uh, to make you defend all 11 on the field. And so you have to be mindful of that. You still have to be very disciplined when it comes to defending those plays. But he's certainly not uh, the Lamar Jackson type. He's not uh, Jalen Hurts in terms of what um, you come in thinking about spying and doing those things. But, yeah, you have to be aware of him and him pulling the ball out the backfield. And also, because of the nature of this game, the win-and-go-home nature of the game, you have to be prepared for anything. And I think if you're the Giants and you've been struggling uh, putting points on the board, I think this is when Jason Garrett has to dig deep into his bag of tricks and utilize every possible concept that he can use to see if he can put some points on the board. So I would be prepared for Daniel Jones to be mobile and active on a perimeter. Still pissed off that he ran a flea flicker. And he didn't do it for 10 years while he was right. here. I hope he does it Sunday just for you. I was going to piss you off. I was so about good. to say, like, does Jason Garrett have a bag of tricks? Like, is that a thing? <laughs> right. Is that be. a thing that yeah. he does? It might be this week. I think, Jay- this week. I think Jason Garrett, he, like, outside of the box, is putting Jordan Lewis on, like, a fly sweep. You know, putting him on. <laughs> that's off. my point. Yeah, like, Jason yeah. Garrett's like, we got to dig deep, guys. We're going to do an end around. Like, that's okay. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> we're going to go hard count. Right. Um, uh, my question to you, Bucky, is is Evan Ingram the Jalen Smith of the Giants? The guy that you're like, great talent, you think, you think he's going to do this. One minute he does this, it. and then he's just a, kind of a head-scratching. Like, what, what is he? Like, is he is he good? That, that's, that's what I'm asking. Is he good? I know he's going to the Pro Bowl, but is he good? I would say, I would say he's talented, but I don't know if they really figured out the key to unlocking what he could be at the next level. And I think really getting a tight end loose and making him productive uh, is a challenge, and it takes a creative play call to do it. When you look at Travis Kelsey, you look at Darren Waller, their play callers do great things by play design to make sure that they get those matchups. I don't know if uh, Jason Garrett has done a good enough job of trying to create those opportunities for Evan Ingram in terms of on his play sheet saying, I have 10 different plays that are designed specifically to get him the rock. I don't know if he operates like that. Now, that's it. Who knows? One game scenario, he may look at the matchups and say, I like Evan Ingram on Jalen Smith or uh, the safety dropping down Donovan Wilson, and let's see if we can find a way to get him open. It just hasn't happened to this point. And some of that is on play caller. Some of that is on Evan Ingram not cashing in on certain opportunities. And some of that is the quarterback not being able to get the ball to him consistently. All right, Bucky, let's talk a little bit about this uh, New York Giant run offense. Uh, They ran the ball really well while they were on their four-game win streak uh, versus teams with weaker rush defenses, as you would probably call the Cowboys. They averaged 162 yards per game, and they had the 190-yard rushing day against Seattle. How susceptible, based on what you've seen from Dallas's defense over the last several weeks, where it seems like they've been at least marginally better against the run, uh, how susceptible are or is Dallas uh, to getting gashed by the run game from uh, from New York? 
Well, I think if you go back to the first game, I think I sat here and talked about, oh, they don't have any weapons. I don't know how they can move the ball. And then we looked at a game, Devontae Freeman was running up and down the field. And so I think the first thing the Giants are going to do is they're going to test them with the old game plan and see if the Cowboys have answered the problems that presented themselves in that game. And then they're going to look at some of the success that the Washington football team had, some of the success that the Baltimore Ravens have had, and they're going to try within the framework of their offense to see if the Cowboys have resolved those issues. And if they hadn't, they they will get a steady dose of those kinds of plays. Now, if Dallas is able to stop the run early in the game, the first and second quarter, well, then the Giants will move on and try and do something else and try and find another way to move the ball down the field. But I do believe this is going to be a game where the Giants really test them with the running game. And I think Joe Judge is going to implore Dave, Jason Garrett to be disciplined and patient with the run game and see if they can wear them down as long as their defense can keep the Cowboys' offense under control. Yeah, real quick as a follow-up question, you saw last week against the Eagles, uh, they put up 150 yards on the ground. My personal belief is that the Eagles abandoned the run too early. Like They were having success, mm-hmm. and in the second half they didn't do it as much. Is that how you saw it, or do you think the Dallas defense gave them reason to abandon it because they felt like at some point they couldn't really run as effectively? No, I think Doug Peterson uh, just got bored with the running game and decided he wanted to throw it all over the yard. Uh, the running game was very effective. Miles Sanders was having success. Jalen Hurts was having success. And so it comes down to are you patient enough to continue to test the Cowboys' run defense over time? And if Jason Garrett and Joe Judge are smart, that's what they would do. Because I think in this game for the Giants, they just want to get this game into the fourth quarter and see if the Cowboys will unravel on defense and also offensively because we've seen that happen during the middle of the season. We've seen that happen at times. And so if I'm Jason Garrett, I want to call a very conservative game as long as their defense is holding up to see if we can get it in the fourth quarter. And then let's just make it a 15-minute battle and see if the turnovers and, and the mistakes will show up under pressure when it's really the biggest game of the year. Yeah, I think Jason can probably handle that for you. I think Bucky just described the Jason Garrett <laughs> era. That. Like, <laughs> let's, get, let's play conservative and get this into the fourth quarter. Yeah, no, that's what he that's, does. He's yeah. good at that. Yeah. Um, wait, or, I mean, we're talking so much. <laughs> I, it's true. We're talking so much about this run game, and it makes me wonder. I mean, you know, the Giants' offensive line has been viewed as a weak spot for years at this point. And, you know, they famously, you know, they fired Mark Colombo a month or two ago. You know, who knows what actually happened there. But, I mean, has has that sparked them? Is Andrew Thomas playing like a top five pick all of a sudden? Where Where is this coming from that they have the, the offensive line to be able to, to grind things out on the ground like this? I mean, like, they've been very inconsistent. And what you had, and the bigger issue that you had with the Giants, you had two differing philosophies. You had Joe Judge, who was coming from the New England Patriots uh, system and how they block things and how they answer certain problems that would come up in pass protection and in the running game. And then you had Jason Garrett and Mark Colombo, who had a different view on those things. And sometimes things would get lost in translation when it came to communication, how you want to handle things, and some of the techniques that were taught. Um, They've cleaned it up. They've been a little more detailed 
Um, and they've had some success running it because they really didn't have a choice with who they had at quarterback, so they just stubbornly kept running it and had a little level of success. And so that's been the bigger thing. I can't sit here and say that the Giants have all of a sudden mashing folks and moving people off the ball. It's just that in the games that they were very successful, they either popped a big run early or they were very, very disciplined and committed to running the football. And so a lot of it will be determined on how are the Cowboys geared up and ready to play? So when Jalen Smith talks about being tough and physical in those things, well, if the Cowboys are on their P's and Q's, then this will be the most physical game because they know the only way the Giants can really manufacture points is if they're able to run the ball and dictate the terms that way. Well, they got to make the top priority to stop the run and dare Daniel Jones to beat them throwing the rock. All right, Buck, yeah, I'm tired of the Giants' offense. I can't do it anymore. They, they scored eight points a game the last three weeks. I don't have any other questions for you. I'm going to go to their defense, uh, Cowboys' defense. And you said in your in your story that's coming out, on, maybe on the website now, five bucks, you think J- uh, Randy Gregory could be a star in the making. Can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I look at Randy Gregory, and I'm going to say this, like everyone was very excited about Alden Smith and what Alden Smith did early. Randy Gregory has surpassed Alden Smith in terms of his disruption in play. The first thing that stands out from Randy Gregory is when he is on the field, he is going 100 miles an hour sideline to sideline. His effort and energy, in my estimation, is infectious. I think it makes a difference because he's disruptive. And even though they have him on what I would consider a limited pitch count, you look at what he's been able to do, 12 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, three and a half sacks, and limited action. He is coming on like gangbusters. And he has been the compliment that they desperately needed opposite of Demarcus Lawrence. And so when I look at what the Cowboys could be presented, not only this year, but next year, signing him to the extension was smart. Because I think they're going to have to make a decision with Alden Smith on whether they want to pay to retain him. I think if it gets out of their price range, I think they very easily could stick with Randy Gregory, provided he has continued to do all the things off the field and say, hey, we're good. We don't have to reach in the draft to get a pass rusher. We don't have to overpay for someone that we still may be iffy on. Randy Gregory can be the player that we thought he was going to be when we took him from Nebraska. Yep. All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about this Dallas defense and some specific things that happened in the last game and how it may translate into this next upcoming game against the Giants. We'll do that when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. We're back with a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here. A new combo that's music to my ears. Okay, let's Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. 
where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Dear, it's 1908. Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm, and stop using candles to see at night. It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide. Well, candles are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope. May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to the break. It sounds like CD Lamb jerseys are actually going off the, the sales rack here at the Pro Shop. That's what we heard uh, yesterday. So oh, make yeah. sure that you get a CD Lamb jersey or any jersey, your favorite player from the Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop. they got Christmas deals up to 50% off for every fan. Visit your local Dallas Cowboys Pro Shop or shop at DallasCowboys.com for your new gear today. If I had to choose a player jersey right now, I would buy, I'm buying Gallup. I'm all in on Gallup. Ooh, like that's risky, man. I don't care, man. I don't like. I when just you, like. It. I always tell people, I'm like, <laughs> I wouldn't buy a jersey until the guy had a six year contract, or <laughs> or if he just well, got drafted. That, that's also assuming that you want to wear the thing for the next twenty years. Like, I don't care about that. I would just be buying I'll, it for now. Right? Okay, money bags. Like, no, if I'm you're trying saying. to, if I'm spending a hundred plus on a jersey, I want to know the guy's going to be on the team I'll, for I'll at least how, two years. I'll tell you how bad it is this year. For uh, I think it was like Thanksgiving or something. I pulled down a jersey, brand new jersey for my son. Took the tags off. It was Demarcus Ware. I don't care. Like that's like well, why not? Let's go. Demarcus you know? Ware's a Ring of Honor kind of guy. I mean, <laughs> True. That's that's different. True. True. That's but different. still, like I mean, if he's your guy, he's your guy, and I don't care where he goes, where he plays, or if he's still playing. If he's your guy, so he's I really. Your guy. I went the other day, and there's on the clearance rack. Uh, they had a bunch of jerseys. You know, a lot yeah. of former players and stuff. And they saw Marion Barber. No, they had like a. Like a 4T Beasley. And I was like, oh, game worn. No, sorry. Oh, he's Yikes. doing big things, though, man. No. He, I, I got, I, I got a lot of love. He's, he's doing his thing up there in Buffalo. You know, he, he actually said, boy, what, what's going on in Buffalo, the camaraderie and all this is nothing like what we had in Dallas. And then we were like, all right, cool. They all say that. Yeah. Sounds like it's true, though. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, they're building something really great over there. And, yeah. and he's, you know, they figured out a good way to use him, too. And not that Dallas didn't. It's just that. They've, they've figured it out. It kind of works, I think, for his personality, too. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that wants all the extra, extra yeah. stuff. And and here in Dallas, as we talked about earlier. There's a rap album. Well, eh, that's can use that term loosely. But it, <laughs> you, know, you, you just got to, you know, in Dallas, you got to embrace all the extra attention. You got to love the extra. That's why Dez works in Dallas. Yeah. It's because you got to love the extra attention because that's what Dallas is. It's going to bring a lot of extra attention. I, I, I believe that Dez actually hurt uh, Beasley. I really do. I agree with that. Because yeah. Dez couldn't play in the slot, and Beasley has to play in the yeah. slot. And because Dez was, you know, like you need a guy that can play on the outside and you know exactly where be- – but when, when Dez – Dez couldn't be that guy all yeah. the time, and Beasley couldn't be on the outside, I don't think they were great together for that. I will say – we talked about that at the start of the week. It's just funny. I mean, we don't, we don't 100% know what we have in CD. I mean, like Nick's the only one that's met him. He definitely <laughs> – yeah. yeah, in face-to-face for yeah. sure. Um but that's weird. It, like CD's got some of that to him. Like CD's, you can oh, yeah. tell. But Michael Gallup and Amari Cooper are not that, and right. they're like stars for the Dallas Cowboys. They are not the. They're not glitzy. 
I mean, you I know, actually think they actually like don't want all that. Extra I, was, I mean, Amari loves to stunt with his like you like outfits and stuff. You know, like he definitely has a taste for high fashion, but he is not Des Bryant in terms of just like wanting the spotlight on <laughs> him at all times. Yeah. yeah. All right, real quick before we end the show, I did want to talk a little bit about this Dallas defense. I had a question for you guys in the first meeting. Dallas's defense allowed the second fewest yards of any game this season. That was 300. They had 200 yards that they allowed in the passing game. 89 in the rushing game. Why was Dallas's defense so relatively successful against the Giants offense in their first meeting and can they replay, replicate that success? Let's start first with you, Bucky. Uh, the Giants didn't have a lot of weapons and so I think they're easier to defend but they're not uh, a high-powered unit. When you look at their wide receiver core, Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, they don't really have anybody that scares you. And so I think it's easier to tighten down and take chances to make sure that you can stop the run when you don't have anyone that is someone in meetings that you have to stand up and say, hey, this guy can really hurt us. And so I just think it's the lack of talent that they have that enable the Cowboys to really corral that, that offense. Dave? Yeah, I mean, they don't have Saquon. Uh, we, you know, their offensive line has been inconsistent all year. Evan Ingram, sh- Evan Ingram, we should be talking about him as like that guy just kills the Cowboys, you know? Like he should be, but he's not yeah. for whatever reason. He doesn't really kill anybody. I yeah, guess. no, I, yeah, he's yeah. Um, which that, that's it's a different conversation, but it makes you wonder about Kyle Pitts, who is the guy that we talk a lot about is like maybe fitting into the Cowboys draft slot. Like drafting a guy like that in the first round is a risky proposition. Um, anyway, so Evan Ingram's not that guy. They don't have Saquon. Lines that I like, they just don't have anybody that scares you, uh, and it's not completely their fault because of injuries. Um, but it does that's why I asked about the offensive line because between Gallman and if the offensive line can play well enough that they can run, I think that changes things. Because I mean, we've you know, if you can run the ball against the Cowboys, you have a good chance to win, and he so. has been better. I think he is better now than he was early in the season yeah. when the Cowboys faced him. Yeah. Nick. Well, I, I don't know if I understand the question because I thought the Giants did move the ball well. I think you're just comparing it I'm to the other, the, teams, the, the, the other teams. Yeah, that have, and that's yeah. why I said relative Keep success. Them, they, I believe the Giants scored like two defensive touchdowns in that first game too, right? Did, I, mean, I know they picked. They like they picked off. They picked six stack. I know yeah, that. Yeah. And I think they scored another defensive touch, or or maybe they got themselves to the they goal had a line. Pick six? Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was like it was like a ricochet off of somebody's hands. I think. Oh, here yeah. you talk. And oh, I'll yeah, look yeah, it up. yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the linebacker. And again, this is all relative. They gave up 300 yards of offense. Like that's not a huge day. And and the Cowboys have been giving up yeah. a lot more than that. Yeah, so relatively, it's it was one of their better games as far as the yards that they were giving that's up true. both in, on the ground and in the air. Yeah, I just I think they said it best. The Giants just don't have anyone. The Cowboys had a couple of turnovers. One of them was a fumble down there by Andy Dalton yeah, too, that yeah. they scored. And then yeah, I do remember that. You're Right, so not two defensive, not two defensive touchdowns, um, but they had one that set them up like yeah. right there inside the. And then know, the Cowboys were able to match that one with Anthony Brown. So, right. um, you know, I mean, it wasn't it, if it wasn't for Cam Fleming who who was not set right. They had a fake field goal touchdown True, yeah. to Evan Ingram. Yeah, um, and you know, so they, that game could have been could have been different there. I think I think Bucky said that winner go home. You know, mentality. It's just you pull out all the stops. You see what you've got. You know, I mean. Kellen Moore needs to dip into his bag too and see see what he's got. You yeah. know, I mean, and we have seen some. Of that. We we forget about it, but the first play of the game the, from the Cowboys, I had never seen that play before. Had you? Where we, everybody rolls right and throws it way back to Amari Cooper. Oh no, yeah, I hadn't seen that play. That's Kellen Moore has a bag. 
Sometimes, like he's gone a little too deep into it at times this year. I, I probably. don't mind it though. No, I don't. I don't, yes. mind it I don't either. Yes. Well, oh, Bucky does. Bucky's like, what the hell are you doing? You have a yeah, fifth string so, offensive well, line. When they sometimes get first and goal at the five, the bag. Let me have the bag. Let me have the bag. I'll <laughs> Give me your bag. bag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put yeah. your bags down. Just, 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 just run it in. Run the ball to Zeke. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, I'm you telling know, you, it's one good. Don't complicate. I know he's hurt, but. They need that. They need a big fullback. In the, in the, they need to play Antoine Woods, Gallimore. Gallimore's quick. Somebody like that. They need that guy Can't, on offense. I, his name's Blake Bell. And I know. Yes. We, we got to see. We got to see the cool little sneak, which is taking the league yeah. by storm now. By the Everybody's way, doing it. Yeah. I mean, the Cowboys weren't the first ones to do it, right. but. Um, just like until Dak is healthy, like he would be my goal line guy. Like you're not stopping him from getting half you're a yard. You're not gonna do it. You're not. I don't. And he's the dude played quarterback a lot. Like it's not like he did this. Like he played. Like he started for OU for at least mm-hmm. a year, if not yeah. like two. Like he can take a snap. Yeah. Give him the ball. And here's what I'd love to see happen. What I would love to see happen is, and this is what I don't think the Cowboys do a good job of, is take something and build off of it. So the Blake Bell play where they have him line up at the center. Like now. Have him come back and instead of faking it, I mean, instead of uh, trying to do a sneak, throw the ball over the top because the defense is going to see him stop there. They're going to all come. There's going to be somebody open. Throw it over the top to a tight end, That's and here we go. Like Tim, I just want to build specialty. off of you know the, Like build off of things. You know where you see the tight end go in motion, yeah. just like laterally go in motion in front of the quarterback. As soon as he gets in front of the quarterback, snap it to him. Yeah. Let him catch it. Don't. There are things you can do with this, and Blake Bell is uniquely positioned to be able to I do hope it. Kellen's listening. We got plays. He definitely is. <laughs> we he, gave him more of a bag. He's not. <laughs> As Bucky's sitting here like, stop it. <laughs> we don't need more he's of a like, bag. Just give it to Zeke. <laughs> this shouldn't be that complicated. <laughs> All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk more about this Giants team. We'll talk about their defense tomorrow versus the Cowboys offense. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Bucky Brooks, thanks for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow here live from the break on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!